Imperial, Episode Seven. From this point onward, it became more difficult to determine the timeline for the entries. Martin and Jingwei have both lost count of the days, and many entries, even if intact, are without a precise date. Last year, spring, maybe summer, just entered winter. 我每天持续工作，想要厘清这些族民的起源及他们效忠的对象。这个任务十分艰辛，因为我只能跟 Hal 一起工作。他有很多 Late autumn, perhaps early winter. I continue my work daily, trying to determine more regarding the origins and allegiances of these people. It is difficult, as I am only able to work with Hal. She has several children, so she does not permit me as much of her time as I would require. Father Martim also requests some of her time, and thus I have even less. I have taken to examining their goods, looking for recognizable items of trade or craft. I have found items made from metals, both precious and otherwise, which I believe cannot be of their own local making. Among these items are a lidded cup, or perhaps a set of lidded cups, in the homes of several elders. They appear to be silver, with the type of craftwork and design commonly seen from the peoples of Persia. Also, several silver Mongolian belt bowls are in use by the village headwoman, who does not seem to care for their age or craftsmanship. Of our creations that have found their home here, there is a metalwork serving dish. It is of silver, gilded with designs of flowers and falling water, and if I were to place it in time, I would only be able to broadly assume the Yuan Dynasty. There is more than metalwork, though having suffered some damage, there are fine enamel crafts from the Ming Dynasty, which would have been sufficiently valuable items of trade. There is a pendant of ivory, most surely from our lands. But which has an age I cannot determine. Also, the textiles worn by the children have bright colors and textures, and I would believe they came from trade. All these items inform me to this village's interconnectivity. Hal says they encounter traders and other hunters during hunts to the south, sometimes reaching the river, but never as far as Chichihar. She says they trade their carvings and crafts. Mostly of solid stone and bone, for whatever others have. In this way, they have collected a few items, but they generally see no need for the works of others. I thus confirm that they have not been registered for taxation. The following document has several interesting additions that are not included in the translation. The text is written across the top half of the pages, and the bottom sections have been reserved for depictions of a script which Father Martin was able to roughly copy and number. 
It appears that several drawings at the bottom half of the pages have been scratched out or have had ink poured over them. As this happened with every drawing and is addressed by Father Martin, it is clear the obfuscation was done purposefully. As chuvas não cessaram desde que o irmão Benedetto e partiram. Se Deus quiser, eles passarão para caminhos mais secos. Sua jornada está nas minhas orações. Mandei António montar boletas para que o... The rains have not stopped pouring since Brother Benedetto and Lee's departure. Lord willing, they have crossed the drier paths. Their journey is in my prayers. I've had Anthony put together crutches, so that I may travel around outside our dwelling, if I so wish. I have taken time to detail some of the scripts around the village and began to make small-scale sketches of the larger pictorial carvings. Of the scripts, I have identified several repeated simple characters, which appear to flow along a connected string. The scribblings I have presented to Carl, requesting her assistance in learning a few sounds and possible translations. She seemed apprehensive, but also showed interest in my enthusiasm to learn. In our brief sessions, she has explained enough to translate a single sentence several words, and some important structures. So far, I have identified that the written language is a mix of stylized glyphs, representing concepts, ideas, or objects, along with an extensive alphabet of simple symbols or flourishes that denote a simple sound, which help to construct other words and grammatical form. I have numbered my representations of the script and included a follow-up document of possible translations and phonetic soundings. Curse that cow woman. She has destroyed my drawings of the larger carvings. Jingwei informed me of her general disagreement, but when she returned later to see the sketches intact, she scratched them out and covered them in ink. She stated that it was not correct to draw them, and that I have no allowance to do so. Additionally, the wonderfully accurate depictions which Anthony had dedicated his spare time into creating have been destroyed. Anthony had drawn vistas of the village, depictions of the large stone statues, and wonderful renditions of the locals engaged in their craft work, most of which he found shredded and left in the rains earlier today. He has been in a bother about it all day, for good reason, and has found little joy in interactions outside his work today. When Carl saw him attempting to restart the depiction of the statues, she insisted he stop. Now, for my own destroyed depictions, I must instead dedicate time to their description. Of the one carved into the wall above the entrance to the mountain, many people are roughly depicted. They appear seated or kneeling, and above them is a large arching door or stage. It appears the people are waiting, perhaps for a feast or event. Of the carving on the side of the mountain near the communal yard, this is a larger carving, spreading out across several seats. On the far left, there is a depiction of a man. He is depicted in more detail than the others around him. He is given lines for his mouth and his eyes. The next section of the carving shows the man, his facial features carved in a mask of fear, shunned by the people around him. The following section. The next page is missing, but some of its related documents are included. There are also multiple pages of the documents he has used to translate and interpret small sections of script. The next document is from Jingwei. Wei. 
这场绵延阴雨持续不断，每天安东尼会把我们多出来的鞋袜挂在火炉边烘干。早晨时仍可以感。These ghastly rains have not subsided. Every day, Anthony places all of our spare shoes and socks by the fire to dry, and by morning, we can still feel the damp on our skin. After so many discussions of philosophy and religion with Father Martin. We have concluded that these people are not followers of Confucian rituals or teachings. They follow no centralized god, and they have no named pantheon. They do, though, subscribe to a variety of ancestral worship, which venerates certain ancestors to the level of, as Hal says, a guard or guardian. These guardians watch over their homes and lives. They protect their children. And are believed to aid prosperity. Given the veneration of the large animal statues, I believe there is something of spiritual note there as well. This is all we have been able to discern so far, as our interest in entering the spiritual places within the mountain is considered trespassing. 那个魏嘎住在山里的老巫婆竟然把东西烧毁了。卡欧再次带我过去跟老女人首领说话。我走进屋里的时候，看到那个老巫婆竟然把我。That old witch in the mountain, Wei Ga, she burned it. Carl brought me to speak with the old head woman again, and as I walked into the room, I saw the old witch toss my official fan into the fire. I am not confused. I gave that fan to Lee and Brother Benedetto as proof of their orders from me. I shall discuss this with Father Martin in private. <laughs> 